Okay, welcome to the Tales of Africa studio with your host, Richmond Setrana. Today, I have a very interesting guest in our studio. He goes by the name Saleh. He's from Uganda. And he has been making some social media very recently because of a mansion, in quotes, that he has built in Uganda. It's an honor to have you, Saleh. It's also an honor for me to be hosted on such a platform. I hope what I share will be able to touch and inspire other people. Yes. Who are from humble backgrounds like me. Okay, that's wonderful. So we want you to give us a little bit about your background. Maybe tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Okay, um, uh, my name is Alessenyonjo. I'm a 28-year-old uh, Ugandan. I was born and raised in Entebbe. Entebbe is a suburb of uh, Kampala, the capital city of Uganda. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't have it very easy growing up because I lost my father when I was uh, just three months old. So I grew up with a single mother. I have uh, three other siblings. So life, you understand life was not easy. But however, through all these uh, tribulations, I managed to see myself through education, of course, with the support of my mother, and largely a lot of support from my side, because I wanted to make sure that at least I get an education. Uh, I am a bachelor's degree holder in computer science. Uh, currently, I am a software developer. Uh, that's the work that I do, but I'm not employed. I do my work as a freelance software developer. I do offer consultation services and all other things. So that is a little bit about me and my humble background. By the way, for another fact is that I think from my family and a few of the people in my line, which we call the clan, I am the first one to make it to get even a degree from a university. Wow, that's impressive. So it's been a it's been a journey of little wins here and there, but this one of building myself a home to me is has been the biggest win. Yeah, so Sally, I can see you had a really rough start in life and you've been able to do well for yourself coming looking at the background that you are coming from, right? And let's yes. go straight to the social media sensation that you have become. So, you know, mm -hmm. you posted on social media, Twitter, that you have been able to build your own and you, and you called it a mansion and you posted a picture on social media and people were reacting to people were reacting to the post that you made. Even some, some media sites were able to pick up your story and publish on their various platforms, right? You mentioned earlier that you're a 28-year-old young woman. So I'm sure many people are wondering how an, a 28-year-old African has been able to build a house for himself, considering he's living on the continent. He's not abroad, earning some hard currency, which probably may make sense. So how are you able to build this house? So um, it's just not been easy, like I uh, said. However, like I didn't have it really easy in life because uh, throughout my secondary education, I was always a good performer, but... I could work either provide I could work there's a school I went to in my primary and I was paying them in work I could work do some labor and then my salary I mean my salary that would have been my salary goes to my school fees okay and then it to support and when I went to secondary the same thing happened I could get bursary because of my performance of course I'm not a sports person or an athlete but it was basically hard work through reading a lot of books being very, very concentrated in my studies. And then I could get maybe be the first in class or second and get that that bursary that there is give, schools do give it here. So, but what happened is that after I finished my senior six, I realized that when I look at my young siblings, because I'm the second born, I have two people who are behind me and another one who's up 
we 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 all through life up to when I went to university uh, to university, we've been living with our mother, single mother, and who are living through rent. And I want to tell you, my brother, living through renting in the suburbs of Kampala is not an easy thing. I think it's the same thing anywhere in Africa. Yes. I so I saw a lot of difficulties and I was like, how, how will I overcome this? How will I change my background from for my mother and the people that I care about that and my family? So when I finished my, uh, uh, my A-level, that is going to university, I didn't go to university straight away. I started to work. Of course, working, do, doing casual work. And I worked for like three years. I was very interested in IT. So I started to go around repairing people's computers. I was very good in physics and mathematics, uh, developing graphics, which are not actually very professional for people. Supporting, uh, by that time, we had a lot of internet cafes here in the suburbs of Kampala, doing everything possible to support in technology for people who are not that brilliant. And I saved up some money for myself. When I saved up some money for myself, then my first idea was either to get this money by land so that we can look forward to constructing a home of our own or go straight to university. This was a very hard decision for me. And during that time, I realized the money I had was not enough for me to acquire even land. So what I did, I got this money and decided to go and pursue my dream of being someone who studied IT on a professional level from university. So later in life, that was, I think I was in 20, because I finished my A-level when I was 17. But I went to university when I was 23, like at 24, that's when I joined university. While I was at university doing computer science, I learned a lot of things. I learned that actually it's not very easy. It's through being very dedicated and valuing all the money that you get, that you can manage to break boundaries and get somewhere in life. Lucky for me, well, I developed some good experience when I was at university. I got my first job internship. And this was in a communications agency as their IT person. And this is where I started to earn. I think uh, my first salary in there was around an equivalent of $200 today, 200 US dollars of today. So the moment I got this money, I started to save every penny of it. I could, uh, my brother, you cannot believe it, wow. but all this money, I made sure that I used only like 15% of that. The rest was going to a savings account somewhere. You get what I'm saying? And because... I realized this was a breakthrough for me. I worked in these uh, communication agencies for over two years, actually for three years. And I, at the end of every year, they had this way they could allow someone to, who's been performing very well to get a salary increment. I got a salary increment twice. I got to almost earning 400 USD by the time I left this communication agency. And I'd saved up some good money for myself. And when I put together all this money I'd saved by the end of three years, some of it went to finishing my education, of course, because I was midway through university there. Of course, the expenses had also increased. Then I used that money to finish my degree and pay it off. Then the rest of the money, I used like, this land is going to change my background. Let me go and use it to buy what? Land. Okay. So I bought land. In the suburbs of Kampala, a very nice place and land which is not so big because it is the, the plot yeah we measure it in uh it was a 100 by 50 okay. feet i think you saw in the picture that i yes. posted now that was in by the end of 2019 i think this around november december there when i just bought land of course i was still working in this communication agency my dream was now the next thing after building buying land is to construct 
yes. a house. And I had plans to construct actually a very big house. In my dreams, I had ideas of constructing a house as big as a mansion. Uh, unfortunately, COVID hit. One of the effects of COVID was that it started a little, they started to reduce stuff at the workplace I was at. Okay. And I, I, I survived the first few months, but again, the pay was coming in slowly, almost not coming some months. So I was seeing my dream of building a mansion literally becoming a nightmare. Uh, finally, after I think it was the first eight months of the lockdown, uh, I was our agency laid off over sixty percent of the employees. I was among these people who didn't make the what they cut to to stay behind. So I was there stranded. I had my very good piece of land with no job, but going back to doing, of course, consultancy gigs here and there. But my dream of building a mansion had become a nightmare. However, uh, through the, the I think the second year of the COVID pandemic here in Uganda, in Kampala, there was a very serious lockdown for almost two years. Even getting what it was for family, for people like me, like I'm person, someone who supports literally the young siblings who have the family. Then I have my mother and couple of other people that look up to you. I'm a man, so you have even someone who thinks you will make a future husband looking up to you. So it was not very easy. But in the middle of towards, I mean, the say the second year of our lockdown, yeah, the times got really tough, but I, I, I started to look at a few things and I realized that Owning land alone is not enough, but owning a place that you can call your home okay. is actually very valuable because my all my adult life now, I had also started to rent. It's like more like they, say, they call it the circle continued from my family where I grew up being renting around the suburbs and growing up in that life of looking for what to eat, what. It's like we, we, they call us, us yeah, uh, hand to mouth that what you work for and you get in your hand is what you put to the what to the mouth yeah. otherwise if there's no working there's no eating so on top of that there was a rent that was supposed to be paid uh, from my siblings that are living with my mother some are still school going my elder brother unfortunately was not also doing that well i also have learned to take care of literally i went over four months behind in paying rent. Of course, my landlord was a little bit also patient because of the prevailing situations. Yes. So at this point, you had you had the land ready, but there was no structure on the land, right? In, there was nothing. And So how were you able to now build? I, I was actually, when I'd, before I'd gotten rid of I had thought I would put a very big structure in the land that I'd bought. But then, uh, through by even towards the end of the lockdown, I'd taught myself something that... I think I need to live and value each day that I am alive and I am able to go out and also and get something. So I was like, this piece of land I have, the moment I start getting any other form of any income that is coming in, I have to first of all put up a structure. Okay. A structure which has a roof on top of it, a structure that I can go and sleep without someone coming to call me at the end of every month asking for what? For rent. Exactly. Yes. So of course, towards uh, as the lockdown eased, uh, yeah, the pandemic, uh, the corona, COVID had become not so prevalent. They were allowing people to go back to work. 
some of us like who because if you have gone through life as someone who works every job possible to make sure that you earn uh, even going out because when the lockdown was was relieved the first thing i did was to go and look for sites where they are constructing okay. that is how worse it had gotten as long as i get to work the, the eight to nine hours we work in a day and i get my actually when you work eight to nine hours in a construction site here in uganda you are paid uh, an equivalent of is it 10 10 what 10 dollars is too much like around eight to nine dollars yeah? okay so i started to work such jobs of course made a few friends here and there because i'm very humble i understand that at every situation as a man you have to be very grateful if you are able to get something and put something in your stomach at the table that you'll eat at the end of the day so i started to cripple back like that and i worked i think in in, in building sites for four months then one of the colleagues that we used to work with in the, in the other communication agency was very was very good to me. He called me. He had started his own communication agency and he needed someone to handle digital, I mean the software bit of it and IT. He called me back. When he called me back, I think that was, uh, now that it's, I think it's a year ago now when he called me back, I started to earn something more tangible now and that uh, since i went back working that is now i think it's this is the 12th month yeah it was around uh, november yes it's around november last year all the money i was earning it was not as much as what i was earning originally in the other communication agency but i put it in my savings account of course taking care of the usual expenses and as soon as i got money that was valuable i started to buy stuff like i, I bought sand put it there in my land. I bought uh, bricks, put it there in my land. I bought a couple of iron sheets. And that is the structure that you saw making rounds on social media. That's very, that's a really impressive story that you've told. Like you're able to mm-hmm. bring along the little resources that you have working here and there, even in the face of being laid off and all that, you are still able to put up a house. That's yes. really impressive. And the picture mm-hmm. of the house that you shared on social media, right? Uh, to be yes. honest, it looks it looks a bit small. It looks small, right? The house looks small. Yes. You you, you called it a mansion, and because of that, mm. it packed a lot of social media reactions. And if you don't mind, I can read a few of the of the of the comments that we had on social media. So one person said, "Be proud of your house. It's not easy to have it, even if it's just a single room." Another person yes. said, "It looks like a KVIP structure." Another person said. Yes. A man's dwelling place is his castle, and it goes on and on and on. Everybody is just saying what they want to say about the house. So how do you feel about all these reactions? Did you know that something like this was going to happen? I I, I didn't expect such a reaction when I was posting that. Because as, as you have seen, I, I've, I've taken a couple of, I think I've taken very many months to put up such. In when When you look at the young people in my country, believe me, young people in my country who are working they would not they don't feel comfortable calling that their what their own so but for me depending on the uh, the trials i'd gone through and how painful i've seen i've come up with this life i appreciate every single thing that i get so getting it to that point because i i posted that because i'd moved in like two days ago hmm? and that stopped worrying about rent 
that was the joy why I called it my mash because it is small as you as you are you saw and actually uh, there were a lot of people who were commenting that it looks like a toilet that really got to my uh, I don't know yes, it got to how, you. it got to me because some people comment I don't know someone is where the point where someone is coming from because to me that was an achievement because yes. I almost I almost lost everything I had in my house in paying rent areas in the lockdown. I was, as as a youth, I'd bought a couple of things. You buy furniture, you buy a TV, and all that. But in order to be able to cater for the areas of rent I had for my landlord, I sold these items. Not that I do, I'm on good terms, this person has been sheltering me. So for me, what mattered is the joy I get now that I don't have to worry about that anymore. And also break, breaking chains. I, I've told you that all through my life since I've also, all that I've known through life is renting, grandlord budging here. My, my mother crying because maybe this month everything has not been good, but she only has us to comfort her. You get what I'm saying? Now, when you break such, and I, I put that, I called it a mansion because initially the dream was to put something very big so that I can even accommodate my mother and my siblings. Hmm? But the situations that are prevailing as per now could not allow me that. So yes, I'm like, okay, this is a stepping stone. Now at least if I'm staying in this single room, yes, it is a single room, it's not that even big, but I will not be worrying about rent. And the money that has been going to rent, which is in this Kampala of ours, which is the, the the most the decent rent place to rent, however small it can be, to go for around a hundred dollars, eighty to hundred dollars. If I can put that back in my savings account with time, that money will accumulate and will get me maybe to construct a bigger mansion that other people call a mansion. To me, that is a mansion because it is mine. Yes, and that leads me to my next question, as you just said. So, yes. and, and some of the comments, people are calling for you to expand the house when you have resources in future. Is that something you are looking at doing in the near future? Yes, I'm, I'm very, actually, that is my next target. Because, uh, like I told you, initially when I bought land before the lockdown, I was hoping that I would continue my culture of getting this money put back and I construct a big house. But the two years of the pandemic and the lockdown taught me that sometimes some dreams don't need to overweight. Hmm? You can only postpone them as far. At least start with something tangible that is visible, that is there, that you can have. Yes. Then that can be a stepping stone. I'm telling you the joy I have every night today. I've never had in my in my adult life. I can imagine it. And, and, you and I'm even thinking about going back to school for a master's. Wow. If ever goes well. But had I had the other pressure that usually comes with renting, this would have been all things I cannot think about. Yes, I'm thinking ahead of myself, but that is the liberty you get, I think. That's why we actually brought you on to tell your story, right? Because people don't know your story. They don't know what it took you to be able to build the house as you have it. Mm-hmm. They thought probably you just decided to put um, something on the land, but they don't know the struggles you have to go through, even to be able to achieve what you've achieved. So people can just come mm-hmm. on social media and say what they have to say. So if you're able to mm-hmm. tell your story, then they can really appreciate what you've been able to do. And then also, yes, uh, yes wish you all the best in, in the future. So mm-hmm. 
that's a really inspiring story that you've told us. So um, I'm, I'm sure the other young people, young Africans like yourself, like myself, who also want to be able to build a house for themselves. So do you have any words of advice for such people? Um, I think uh, even in the when I made that social media post and I saw uh, the comments of many people who I believe are young people, the youth, eh? yeah. I was taken back with how people think today. Yes, there were some encouraging comments, which I'm very thankful for, but also there were some very negative comments. Some are even laughing. Some even came to my inbox on Twitter. And like, you man, what is that? Don't share that. That is very shaming. But I told them that everyone has their, I don't know, everyone has their story and everyone has their way of seeing, seeing things. I think because I've been through university and I've been along a lot of lines of young people, I don't know, maybe it is the trend now, but a lot of young people are not attached to the reality. And that's, I think, that's a mindset that can uh, that I want to see change in Africa, in our countries. Eh? Because I have, I'm not going to, tell, to lie to you, it's not a surprise. There are some people who are commenting, who I know personally. Hmm? Yeah. People who I know, they are renting. They rent a place and pay as high as $500 a month. Because they are employed. Yes, that is a paying a month. Some even have cars. Hmm? But... I look, I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe we all have a different perspective. But in the reality is that uh, up, up to this age of mine, I've worked with a certain people, a couple of my employees in the back. They used to earn that much and buy cars fast and uh, live in uh, expensive mansions, hmm? uh, which they parent for. Then you look at them along the line. They get to 30, 35, 40. They've not yet constructed anything. They don't even have land, but they've been living very comfortable. Then they start to panic. Hmm? I didn't want to go that direction. And I think if the youth can know that, at least be realistic enough. If you come from a humble background like me and you don't have anything, first establish yourself with solid things. Land does not, land never loses value. It never depreciates. If you buy your land and it is fully yours, you at least you're comfortable in one way. And if you're able to even escape that and put up a structure where you can sleep and not parent and you continue to do the other work that pays you the other money that you are spending, eh? you are living a life of growth, a life that you'll be proud of because time passes by little by little. Me, the reason as to why I was full of emotions when I finished that, my house, is because I'd seen how I'd went from being a, in the early 20s to now almost clocking the 30s. And I'm like, okay, how do the years go by? What have I done for myself? What am I doing to change the background of where I come from? A lot of young people today, like you have said earlier, when you were introducing the program, when things start to get tough, they think of going abroad. Uh, some are even going in these Arab countries to live actually like slaves, yet you can be in your own country and make your money comfortably, even over small it is, but you're enjoying your country. Then if you have a good vision, there are some people who are actually a better position than me. Because for me, maybe I'm talking from a background of someone who has not seen money growing up. I don't know how money works, but at least I know that even in English, they say one by one makes a what? Bundle. You take one step at a what? At a time. So if young people can know at least think 
growth first. There actually will always wait. Because, for example, for me, this home of mine, I don't plan to sleep in it forever. I plan to build a bigger, what other people would call a mansion. And because me, I'm calling mine a mansion. But I'm planning to put it here because now I am comfortable. I have a point of dream. I have, my point of view is different from someone who's still being burdened by the landlord. Yeah, so and I think that is how we should be taking life. And also, uh, <laughs> sorry to cut you short. Go on, go on, go on. Me, I am a very ambitious person. If you look at my profile, I call myself the future president of what? Yes. Uganda. Yes, it is a far-fetched thing, but me, I believe that it is also attainable. So for someone who is such ambitions like me and also coming from a very humble background, I think it was right that even with the steps I take as as, as long as the conditions are not that favorable, I should be exemplary and I should be able to show that at least I showed the ship. Because my brother, after that post, I received tons of messages in my inbox of people who are like me. They were actually telling me, can you please send me the cost? Can you estimate for us the cost? At least I also am inspired by your your story. Let me also put up something like some even have land. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Some even have land are like, man, I had not thought about it. Yeah? But many, the account is, there are many in my DM. Hmm? At some, I thought in the beginning, maybe they were mocking me, but the end is whenever you communicate with someone and you see they actually they are invested yeah. in this, in this, they want to. So I've shared with them, I showed the cost, I shared the plans, and some were actually sharing encouraging words. And like I, so if you see my profile, I am a software developer, I develop websites and all this work. After, within that post of sharing that information, I got even people who gave me work. That's impressive. They were like, I think I received the over six. And some people actually, called me just to meet up and they're like, they appreciate me. They're like, man, you're setting a good example. So these small, small uh, fragments of milestones, I believe are what young people can use to change our future. Me, I have a dream. I want to, to one day be the president of my country because I see a lot of things that are not done right. And I believe with such small approach of growing one thing at a time, we can change our future and our destiny. That is the mindset I carry on as a person. Okay, Sunday. Wow, that's been awesome. Thank you so much. I think our time is up now. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the Tales of Africa podcast show okay. and telling us your inspiring story. I'm sure our listeners mm-hmm. have picked a word or two from all the things that you've shared. And one of the things I also picked from what you shared was that we shouldn't uh, build castles in the air. We shouldn't live in dreamland. We have to be realistic and we have to start working with what we have. And then we can build on that for the future. Yes. So that's something that I'm going to work mm-hmm. So thank you, Sunday. It's an honor to have you. This has been the Tales of Africa podcast show. We'll catch you another time. Bye-bye.